Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. The only rule in trading is you have to be intelligent enough to write a trading plan and then dumb enough to follow it. It's that paradox. Hi, this is journalist Caroline Stephen. Have you ever wondered how a Navy SEAL thinks? Well, today on Talking Trading, we look at Admiral William McRaven's New York Times best-selling book, Make Your Bed, and we apply his top 10 tips for success to trading the markets with Chris Tate. And trading accounts vary in size. Today, MindPower Louise Bedford looks at what the minimum amount to start trading effectively is and which accounts give traders the best chance of success and why. Here she is on this very important topic. I had a question from Dee about how much money do I need to get started trading? Look, I know that really my professional line is at 15000 plus, but the more the better. I realise that so many people have started with less and yes, they've succeeded, but surely you want to stack the odds in your favour. And I have a theory about this. You see, what I see is that people with smaller account sizes, they rarely stick with trading and it's got nothing to do with their results. I mean, sure, some of them churn through money, but when you look at the results of those smaller traders, in actual fact, they had the essence of greatness in them. It's just that they quit. Now, why would this be? I think it's got to do with discouragement. I think they get discouraged so easily because their account size, firstly, can get churned up with brokerage. And it's also got to do with human psychology. Any loss seems huge and any profit seems small and insignificant. My theory is about endorphins. You know those happy, happy hormones. They make you feel fantastic. You go for a run, you get an endorphin rush. You're more likely to go for a run again. I think humans need those endorphins to encourage habit formation, particularly in the beginning of a specific habit. And trading is very habit-oriented. Now, when we make a profit, especially when we start, the happy hormones kick in and it makes us want to repeat that behaviour. Let's say you've got a small account of $10,000. Now, Imagine you've got a profit of $500. It's fairly significant in terms of percentage, but really it's quite piddly in terms of the endorphin kick you'll get out of it. Whereas if you lose that same amount, that can seem huge. 
and it really kicks people around and it makes them question if they'll ever make it and if they're even worthy of success. You see, we're not getting those big highs, but we're getting the lows magnified. And that suggests that people's behaviour is unlikely to be repeated again and again. And it's only through repetition that we can develop those firm habits. Without those early endorphins, people often quit. And of course, the other thing for small accounts is it's really hard to effectively position size. The system that you'll need to use when you've got a million dollars, that uses things like average true range to help position size appropriately and also to help you set a stop. When you've got a smaller account, you're probably going to have to use equal position sizing because that's the only method available to you. That has a systemic impact on your performance. So what should you do if you're just starting and you want to dip your toe into the water? Firstly, make sure you educate yourself. Make sure you really understand entry, exit and position sizing. Make sure you really have a grip on stop losses. And then I do urge you to keep saving and work out if you can subvert cash from another place to start with a larger amount. The aspect here is that the person who starts with the most money using the same system is often the big winner. It's a harsh reality of trading, but it's certainly one to keep in mind. So keep saving and keep educating yourself. And when you're ready to go, I would say a minimum of $15,000, but the more the better. The best traders often start with $30,000, dollars $50,000, even $100,000. And they're the ones that often have that habitual formation of effective trading strategies. And that is, I think, what everybody should aim for. Let's make trading habit-oriented because that means longevity in the markets. This is Allie Brown and I'm listening to Talking Trading. William H. McRaven was a Navy SEAL. He was in charge of his own SEAL team and then he was in charge of all the SEALs on the west coast of the USA. McRaven addressed the graduating class at the University of Texas on commencement day and he shared 10 principles he learned during Navy SEAL training that helped him overcome challenges not only in his trading but through his life. McRaven wrote these down into a little book called Make Your Bed which became a number one New York Times bestseller. Well, Wallabies captain Stephen Moore, who we just had on Talking Trading, suggested this book. So I read it. And need it be said that Chris Tate already owned his own copy and had read it years ago. So today we're applying Navy SEAL training to the share market. CT, hello. Caroline, how are you? That was a long introduction. Point That's number right. one, McRaven makes start your day with a task completed throughout his life. In the Navy, making his bed was the one constant that McRaven could count on every day. If you want to change your life, start by making your bed. Is this a fair assessment, CT? It is actually. And strangely enough, I think what he hit on by accident is something I believe that is used in the treatment of depressive and anxiety disorders. 
in that what people are given is the task of simply make a list. And the first thing on the list is an inconsequential thing. Like it's tiny. It, it might be, you know, take the cutlery out the dishwasher or it might be make a bed. But what it gives people the capacity to do is to tick something off. They have something they have control of and they have something they've achieved. Number two, you can't go it alone. Find someone else to help you paddle. And let me just give the background to this. Early on in SEAL training, you learn the value of teamwork and needing to rely on someone else to help you through the difficult tasks. His advice, make as many friends as possible and never forget that your success depends on others. Well, CT, each year a group of mentorees go through the mentor program and in doing the course, the mentorees can repeat it free for life with yourself and Louise Bedford, veteran share traders in their corner for the rest of their lives. What do you think about this point? Don't go it alone. One of, one of the interesting things I see about trading, and this, this is something I reflect upon in my own career, is that there's no new mistakes. Everybody makes the same mistakes. They just have their own sort of spin on it that's a reflection of their experience and who they are. And I, I look back on how costly my mistakes were and I think, well, if only I'd had some idiot to hit me on the back of the head and go, yeah, mate, I wouldn't really do it that way. I tried that and it didn't work. Feel free to have a crack, knock yourself out, but I'm just giving you a little bit of a heads up. Things work better when there are there is a support network of some sort. And, and this is something athletes know. Athletes have very rich and diverse support networks. They don't do it by themselves. It appears as if they do, but they don't. Measure a person by the size of their heart. Tommy Norris was almost booted out of SEAL training for being too small, too thin, and not strong enough. He ended up being the last SEAL Medal of Honor recipient from Vietnam, and he became part of the FBI First Hostage Rescue Team. According to McRaven, determination and grit were always more important than talent. Talent is an immensely overrated thing. Granted, it's people who have innate talents for things are a joy to watch. But talent without application is meaningless. So look, I won't say you see it all the time, but we've all come across people in our lives who've been very, very, very good at one thing, but because of their immense sloth-like behaviour, <laughs> simply go nowhere. Without the horsepower behind it, talent is a meaningless thing. And do you find this with trading, that not always the best intelligent, most intelligent people make the best traders? In, in, intelligent people actually make very, very poor traders. The only rule in trading is you have to be intelligent enough to write a trading plan and then dumb enough to follow it. <laughs> it's that paradox. And the, the problem is with traders who think they're too clever. We were having this discussion just before we came on air about people who are narcissistic. And people who think they're too clever tend to be narcissistic in their approach to the world in general, and therefore narcissistic in their approach to the market. So they think they're cleverer than the market. They think they're smarter. They think they know. And so they struggle with system. But system is the hallmark of success for everybody. Every complex endeavor you come across is based around systems. When you watch 
pilots before takeoff, if you peer into the cockpit of a passenger jet, they're running through a checklist. And the checklist is the same for every pilot in every aeroplane. They don't just go, well, where are we going this morning? We're going to Adelaide. Life's not fair, drive on. There is a punishment in SEALs training called sugar cooking. SEALs get wet. They roll around in the sand and they stay wet and sandy all day. Imagine how uncomfortable that would be. But that punishment was completely indiscriminate. It had no rhyme or reason. And you could become a sugar cookie at the whim of an instructor. And to many SEALs, that was hard to accept. You could get sugar cookied for doing absolutely nothing at all. But as the instructor would say to them, life isn't fair and the sooner you learn that, the better off you'll be. You just suck it up, princess. <laughs> it, it's just, and I, I know you're not allowed to say that nowadays, but I mean, the, the world is, or the universe is, a completely random place. And what that means is that sometimes bad things happen to good people for no apparent reason. We've, we've all had instances in our lives where we go, well, Christ, that sucks. What happened there? And you've got no idea why. It's just a random event. And it's not the event itself that is important. It is how you deal with the event. Now, granted, some events are life-changing. But you always have a choice. Are the markets fair? Oh, hell no. Not at all. The markets just exist. They are neither benign nor malevolent. They just exist. It's, it's a little bit like the ocean. The ocean is neither benign nor malevolent when you're in it. It just exists. It, it has, we, well, no, that's wrong. We ascribe different moods to it, but it, it is just the ocean. Failure can make you stronger. Now, this is a bit of a spiel. In the SEALs, the circus was held every afternoon at the end of training. It was an additional two hours of calisthenics combined with nonstop harassment by SEAL combat veterans who only wanted the strong to survive the training. If you failed to meet the standard on any given day, you had to do a circus. And the circus was so feared by all the students, not just the additional pain, but also the knowledge that the extra work would make you so exhausted and fatigued that you wouldn't make the standards of the run or the obstacle course or the swim the next day. And so it was a death spiral. So the circus consisted of flutter kicks. I don't do flutter kicks. You probably do CT push-ups. Well, yeah. (laughs) But as the circuses continued, a funny thing happened. McRaven and his buddy in the course got stronger their times got better, they moved up the pack. So what started as a punishment actually became their best friend. By the time they did the final swim, McRaven actually finished first because he was so much stronger from the circus. Get prepared to fail. Life is full of failures, but you can keep them small and keep persisting and they will make you stronger. Whenever you encounter a loss, that is in some ways a failure if you want to regard it that way. And you may want to put it in sort of the perspective of it's a reflection upon you and therefore internalise it and and allow this to sort of eat away your ego as to who you thought you were. Or you can simply just accept and you accept the lesson of it, move on to the next one. And you actually get to a point where you begin to look forward to the next one because that's just the thing you do because you're used to accepting the pain. So you look forward to the next one and you look forward to the next one with glee because it means that you work and the system works 
and you're not frightened of these things. So you just plow on regardlessly. So you can't avoid losses in the market, but you can keep them small. It, it's impossible to avoid losses. It's interesting. I, I one of the th- one of the most annoying forms of social media I'm finding at present is actually LinkedIn, which is quite surprising. But people have heard me say before that LinkedIn is merely Facebook for people with a job, and it's full of people spamming. And I've had this young dickhead spamming my page and my uh, direct messaging system for a while, promising that he can give people a system that gets 99% of all trades correct. Here's the hint, Sunshine. You're a bullshit artist. Losses are simply part of the market. You must dare greatly. McRaven talks about saving hostages during a daylight rescue mission in Baghdad. The element of surprise by going in at night wasn't possible, so the operation had to be during day. The situation was fraught with danger, including landing three helos in a tiny compound with only centimetres to spare for the helo blades. Contrary to what people saw on the outside, the risk on the mission was very calculated. It was thoughtful. It was well-planned. We keep risk to a small in the market. Anything that's a high-performance endeavour, it's actually calculated. You don't just wing it. Oh, yeah, let's have a crack, see what happens. It, it, it is all worked out beforehand so that the end point of that is to the outsider, it looks a little bit chaotic and perhaps somewhat effortless, but it's still simply the result of a systematic approach to a very complex problem. That, that's all that matters. Endless preparation for the final result. Well, there is this, this, there's an old saying I took from a car salesman in the 1980s, and he simply said that proper prior preparation prevents piss-poor performance. And that is all for Chris Tate on Trading the Markets with Admiral William McRaven for this week. Make sure you stay tuned next week to hear the next five top principles that McRaven says for military life and success. I'm Caroline Stephen. Take care, trading. As always, if you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend. This is super important because word of mouth is the most powerful way that people can get in touch with us. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcast and make sure you give us a big fat five-star review because it helps people find us. You'll also notice that Talking Trading doesn't use sponsors and barely advertisers. This is because Chris Tate and Louise Bedford fund this show from tradinggame.com.au. If you'd like to get Louise's five-part free e-course, register at tradinggame.com.au. So until next week, happy trading. The views represented on Talking Trading are generally nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation.